to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow Earthseed Temple Arts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Oh, great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Welcome to episode 77 of Stars, Stones, and Stories. I'm so grateful to circle up with you in this way, and I am integrating after a very powerful journey to Tamil Nadu, India, which is in the south of India. I had the opportunity of traveling there with the Safaya Center, which is the graduate program. I received a Master of Arts in Cultural Astronomy and Astrology from in the year of 2022. And this journey was led by my colleague and friend Anupam, who is from Northern India, and his dear friend and colleague Sarasvati also stewarded our group journey. So we were led by these two wisdom keepers who have quite clearly spent a great amount of time in the various temples that we went into. Sarasvati is from southern India, and so she had a very particular connection as far as this was truly her culture that she was introducing us to. And there were a total of nine of us traveling 
together and we had Sarasvati and Anupam overseeing us. And then we had four amazing drivers that not only got us logistically to the spaces and places in the appropriate timing, but they also (laughs) very much protected us in the temples and helped keep us together as a group and aligned. And we're just so masterful in really anchoring our group dynamics. So as I mentioned, there were nine of us who were these pilgrims traveling to these nine Navagraha temples. And the nine Navagraha temples exist in the small village about three hours away from Chennai. And it's a very holy, holy village. Although it seems that pretty much almost every site in India is steeped in holiness and in layers of story and mythology. And the nine Navagraha temples are so important because they connect to the nine planetary deities that are honored within Vedic astrology. As you most likely know, I practice tropical Western astrology and simultaneously I am very much interested in Vedic astrology as I have been working with the yogic lineages for over the last two decades. And even in tropical Western astrology, we really work with these nine planetary deities. They are the seven visible planets and then the the nodes of the moon, Rahu and Ketu. And so we're considering the sun, the moon, Rahu, Ketu, Mars, Venus, Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury. And it was pretty amazing that there ended up being nine of us who went to these nine sacred temples. Anupam told us that it is said only a hundred thousand people on the planet will experience all nine temples. And it was definitely a feat for us to complete them as a group, particularly could feel the pressure and intensity building as we got to the Saturn temple which was very Saturnian. (laughs) I personally really enjoyed experiencing the different temples and the flavors of each one was extremely unique and very palpable to the frequency of that planetary deity. We also had the great honor of going to many other temples and so much has transpired since I was away and I've been back for just under two and a half days now and am just really recentering myself because when I was in India in sidereal astrology, Vedic astrology, Saturn shifted from Capricorn into Aquarius. And we also know that in the month of March of this year, We have in tropical astrology, we have Saturn shifting into Pisces, and we have Pluto shifting into Aquarius. And just since 2023 has opened up, we've just had this phenomenal stretch with artificial intelligence. And so much is shifting before our very eyes. The fabric of reality itself is going into places and spaces we've never even imagined as humans. And many of you have probably heard of ChatGBT, which is a forum that is run by artificial intelligence and allows you to basically have a conversation and to learn a lot of different information. 
and the space and place we're going into as far as humans and what is real and what is true and what is not and who's existed and who's never existed and what story is accurate. It's it's an unbelievable time, really and truly. And as human beings, I think that what is going to be the most imperative ways of living that we can engage in moving forward is really staying connected to our humanity and staying connected to Mother Earth and nature herself. So as always, I intentionally weave into all of my offerings what could be perceived as antidotes for the times that we're living in, ways that you can stay connected to your humanity, ways that you can stay connected to the earth. And I really believe we're in a time where the more simple we can live, the more slow we can move our rhythm and the more aligned we can stay with these planetary cycles and the the language of the cosmos themselves, the better off we'll be. So last night we began the second cohort of Skywalkers foundations and astrology. And this is a course I've created. It's a five-week journey. And if you're feeling some FOMO because you didn't sign up, I am extending the registration period until next Wednesday, the 8th of February. So you have an opportunity to still join us. All of the modules are live taught and recorded, so you'll easily catch up on module one, which is an exploration of the history of astrology. And I think it's very essential to begin in this way, especially, especially because of the times we live in. It's really important to have context to what you're learning and to understand the the shoulders of the astrological giants that have come before and the different cultures that have helped to influence what we know of as modern day astrology. And because this is episode 77 of Star Stones and Stories, I wanted to take a moment to honor the frequency of seven as this year is a year of seven. It is the year that connects to the chariot card in the Rider-Waite-Smith tarot. And number seven also connects to the zodiacal sign of cancer or the great mother frequency, the ma frequency. And therefore this year has a particular energy around victory and forward momentum and working with the magic of the great goddess herself. And I believe that as we consider where we are in our story of humanity and where we are perceiving where we're headed, that we remember that the great force of the creatrix, her fingerprint is in all of this. And I think it's important to do our best to stay humble and to trust the process and to stay free and clear of any distortion timelines or sort of negative prescriptions of how one might be seeing the world. It's very easy to get swept up in worry and fear and concern. And that is why in this year, it is an essential year to anchor into your practices. Seven does connect to the auric body, which is the electromagnetic field of your energy body that surrounds and protects your physical body. And the aura is a container for your pranic body, your life force energy. 
So this is a year where through the process and practice of meditation, you can really utilize your auric field as a platform of love and elevation and security to uplift others. There is a strong frequency of Venus in this entire year of 2023. And if at any point you feel like you're needing more strengthening to your auric field, you can easily take more time to meditate every day and also wear more natural fibers and the color white will also help to expand your auric field. There's a lot of rapid change we're all undergoing in the year of 2023. And I think many of us felt it immediately as both Mars and Mercury stationed direct. We had Mars stationing direct on the 12th of January and then Mercury stationing direct that following Wednesday on the 18th of January. And on the 12th, I was en route to India and really feeling the shockwaves of the Mars stationing direct. It was a crazy hairy day to be traveling and I knew it was a risk. I knew it was a gamble and I definitely had to pay the piper, so to speak, (laughs) in the sense that I did miss my first international flight because of a tornado in Atlanta. And I had to purchase a whole other ticket to get over to Chennai, which was extremely irritating. But I also could see how it was a test from the planets themselves to see if I would be willing to move forward regardless. And so I did, because at the end of the day, it's all just energy and money. It is a symbol of numbers in our bank account. And we're in a time where as time and space becomes more liminal, it's important that we're willing to invest in the experiences that are going to feed and nourish us. And I knew that I had a once in a lifetime opportunity to go on this pilgrimage. And so it was ridiculous to not just fork over the extra money and say, say la vie, this is sometimes what we have to do in life. So you too might come to some moments in 2023 where you are tested to see how much you're willing to invest in yourself. And I encourage you to consciously choose the experiences that are going to enrich your lives. Right now, we all know how sacred our time and our energy is. And because this is ultimately a year of high magic and alchemy, I encourage you to invest in the experiences that are going to deliver that return. And because this is a year of great change, it is a year where we need quiet, we need nature as much as we need the transformation. So we need to take time to connect to our practices and connect to the earth and be like the great rooted tree by the flowing river herself. As we're considering the astrology of this current week, on the 3rd of February, Friday, Venus Day, we have the Aquarius sun squaring Uranus and Taurus. And this sun square Uranus and Taurus is going to take us into this weekend's full moon. So there is very much perhaps perceived obstacles around your your vision or 
something that you're working to deliver, to make happen in your life. And that square with Uranus and Taurus can definitely shake up, wake up the vision. It can make you question if you're on the right track. So this weekend, you might be doubting yourself a little bit. You might be questioning if you are on course. And I believe in any sort of process of manifestation and realization of our dreams, we're always meant to come to these square moments, these obstacle moments where we really question everything. We, we question our integrity. We question our motivation. We question if this is something we really want to go the distance for. So this full moon is going to illuminate very many aspects of the new moon intentions you seeded with the Aquarius new moon, perhaps your intentions for the year at large of 2023. And I encourage you to Take some time and get really present in your body and feel into your body temple what is aligned because the body is always going to tell you the truth and your body will let you know what is real and pure and how to move forward. On the 4th of February, Saturday, Saturn day, we have Venus squaring Mars. So we have Mars in Gemini and Venus is in Pisces. And what we love, what we value, and how we're moving energy forward, there's there's a moment of conflict that is happening because Venus is in a very dreamy, watery, intuitive space. And Mars is in Gemini moving forward after that extremely long Mars retrograde. So it is time where we are utilizing what we learned from the Mars retrograde, meaning we're noticing our patterns, where we get stuck, where we limit ourselves. And just by bringing that awareness, just by that noticing, you are helping to shift the old paradigm. So this weekend, there's a lot stirring within our psyches and within our hearts and there's an edginess because we're we're desiring a greater change. However, you may not be fully witnessing the results. So I encourage you to take a lot of patience and to really take it easy with this full moon as much as you can. On the 5th of February, Sunday, we have the Imbolc Leo full moon. It's at 1.27 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this full moon is bringing in the, the ripeness, the fertility, the fullness of the season of Imbolc, this cross-quarter festival in between winter solstice and spring equinox in the Northern Hemisphere. And with this full moon, we have Saturn, at 26 degrees, 25 arc minutes. So Saturn is widely married to the sun, which is at 16 degrees, 40 arc minutes Aquarius. And we know that Saturn is culminating its journey through Aquarius. In early March, Saturn will shift into Pisces. So there's this opportunity with this full moon to take a moment and really reflect upon 
the Saturn and Aquarius journey, which began in December of 2020 with the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn aligning. And this last Aquarius new moon was right at that same exact degree of the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. So this entire past, these past four weeks, we've been revisiting, so to speak, that Jupiter-Saturn great conjunction of 2020, which has really laid the groundwork for this cultural renaissance that we're undergoing collectively, globally on the planet. And we're in an air age, meaning that technology is here to stay. A faster pace of life is here to stay. We're in a time of swift intellectual, conceptual movement forward. And we're also going to see more and more airspace being taken up, being commercialized. And I think it's important that we're preparing our nervous systems for what is going to be required, meaning that the pressures on our nervous systems are only going to increase. And what we can do is continue to create spaciousness in our calendars, to drink lots of water, to eat nourishing foods, to get plenty of rest, to get outdoors, to move our bodies, to meditate. So with this in bulk Leo full moon, there's a peaking of energy as Saturn is coming to its completion in Aquarius. And this full moon is asking you, because Leo does connect so deeply to the inner child and to the heart space, this full moon is asking you to really come into your heart, to come into your truth, and to ask yourself, what is my truth? Mercury is ruling this chart and is married to Pluto in Capricorn, which is so much about paradigm and truth and the old ways being buried and new truths arising. So there's a profound opportunity to go deep within with this full moon and to reflect. And if you want to explore this full moon even deeper with me in Ma Magic, I invite you to circle up with us in our community space. We're in the process of moving into a whole new platform, and I'm really excited about it. It's going to take a few more days to get everything set up, but it's super interactive and yeah, it, it's just such a, a live community that gives you an opportunity to be witnessed and to be seen and to be held by like-minded people who are very much engaged in astrology and in these natural rhythms of the earth herself. So we know this time of Imbolc is very much connected to the festival of earth awakening and this is a time where we're remembering our intuitive wisdom and all that you have gained from your descent into the underworld and the other world. There is this celebration of the return of the light of the sun 
each day in the Northern Hemisphere, we're receiving more and more daylight. And so in bulk itself has a special connection with candles and lighting candles. And I encourage you to work with candle light as a sign of your intentional focus, your divine spark, your own unique gifts, your creativity, your intuition, particularly this weekend in honor of the Leo full moon. And as the days are lengthening, we're preparing inwardly for the transformation that is coming ahead. So in many ways, we have this rebirth of the zodiacal year with the spring equinox. And this March is going to be incredibly powerful. So we want to utilize the month, the month of February to ground and center and recalibrate and prepare for what is coming forth in March and April and May and June. We're going to have a lot of rapid transformation once we have Saturn shifting into Pisces and Pluto shifting into Aquarius and the spring equinox, all of that happening in March. And then in April, we have our first series of eclipses And that first eclipse is a solar eclipse in Aries, in the very late degrees of Aries. So we're also starting to see a shift of the nodes of fate taking place. And then we come into the season of Beltana, bringing us up into summer solstice. And there's a lot, a lot of forward momentum that will only amplify month by month, beginning in March. So for now, you want to utilize in bulk to plant your ideas, to give them space to germinate with your own loving devotion of meditation and poetry and song and art. This is such a juicy time, especially around this Leo full moon, to be very creative and to really honor the full moon either in solitude or with a small group of like-minded people. This particular time of year very much connects to Bridget, who is the Celtic triple goddess of fire, inspiration, smithcraft, poetry, healing, and divination. And many legends speak of how she was born with a flame reaching out through the top of her head, connecting her to the cosmos themselves. And as we have a Leo full moon this weekend, there is an opportunity to really align with that element of fire and to relate to Bridget as this promise of that which is coming through the season of spring and to weave with your own creative impulses and juices to visualize what you want to achieve, what you want to experience in the spring. I also personally believe there's a direct correlation between Bridget and the Vestal Virgins. Vesta is the Roman goddess of the hearth, and her Greek equivalent is Hestia. Astrologically, we see Vesta as a goddess asteroid of devotion. She is the sister, the priestess, She is deep service to the goddess, the eternal flame, the torch, the containment of the spirit, the keeper of the flame. 
And where she shows up in our chart is where we are just naturally in devotion, where we offer our duty to a sacred cause that goes beyond our humanity. Vesta also connects to kundalini energy, to sacred sexuality, and the Vestal virgins tended the sacred fire in honor of Vesta herself. It's important to remember that the true meaning of virgin is one who is sovereign, one who has sovereignty, who has dominion over their physical body. And on the 7th of February, Vesta shifts from the sign of Pisces into the sign of Aries. So there is going to be a reinvigoration of your connection, your devotion to your identity, and your own personal courage, and your pioneer, and where you're here on earth to be fiercely independent and to be carving out your path. So as we're culminating here in this episode 77, I wish to leave you with these prayers, these intentions of how to move forward in these times. Believe nothing, entertain possibilities. Therefore, everything hereafter is offered playfully. Imagination lays the tracks for reality to follow. Better to create prophecy than live prediction. What makes us passive is toxic. Predictions make us passive, but prophecy is active, co-creation with the divine. The invisible world would like to help, but spiritual etiquette requires that you ask. Help is always available. Operators and cooperators are standing by. The only way that the gods know you're asking for help is through ritual. If something is a problem, make it bigger. If you cook rage into outrage, it takes it from personal tantrum yoga into the realm of useful action. We only possess the power of an insight when we give it expression. Finally, creativity comes from paradox. We aspire to be disciplined, wild people who are radical, traditionalists. Again, I wish to invite you to join us in Skywalkers. The gates will officially close on the 8th of February, where we circle up for the second module. If you have not signed up, trust me, it is still a great time to join us. You've only missed one live teaching and it's recorded and it is where we review the history of Western astrology. I know you're going to love learning this information. It helps you to orient your own self in time and space as an astrologer in these contemporary times. Also, the information for attending the Dragon Lines pilgrimage in Avalon and Wales has been delivered to everyone who has expressed interest. I already have a few people committed. This pilgrimage is limited to seven participants and myself and my beautiful elder assistant will be collaborating together to offer you the most amazing journey through Avalon and Wales. We're spending a week at the Chalice Well Gardens We're staying at a beautiful castle in Wales at the end of the journey. We're going to spend so much time connecting in with the voices of the stones. And 
absolutely, we will be tending these dragon lines, these fairy lines, which are the meridians of Mother Earth's body as we congregate within the heart chakra of the planet Earth, which is also known as Avalon. And as we go to these sacred sites, including Avebury and Stonehenge and Stanton Drew and so many other amazing spaces. I also have coordinated with three guest teachers, presenters, who are each very unique and phenomenal in their own ways. And you're just going to be so incredibly nourished on this journey. It truly is a once in a lifetime experience. And in this year of high magic and alchemy, I couldn't think of a better thing to be doing. I will be delivering the details for the Dream Seed Incubation Pilgrimage in Egypt, the summer solstice. So if you would like to receive those, please make sure you've emailed support at earthseedtemplearts.com to get that invitation, which will hopefully be on its way to you this weekend with this in bulk Leo full moon. Both of these pilgrimages are limited in space and are delivered in a way of very high caliber integrity so that you may have the most gentle and phenomenal transformational experience possible. Thank you so much for circling up here in episode 77. It is always an honor to come together in this way. If you're seeking some insight, some counsel for the year of 2023, I also would just like to invite you to consider booking a one-on-one divination session with yours truly. May there be peace to the east. May there be peace to the south. May there be peace to the west. May there be peace to the north. May that peace anchor deep down into the heart of Mother Earth, Tara Gaia, and radiate out through the cosmos all the way through time and space, threading back into your own heart, your own sacred time travel device. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Blessed be. Dive in with me at earthseedtemplearts.com and you can follow me on Instagram at earthseedtemplearts. Thank you so much for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we as individuals awaken to the reality that each one of us is a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.